This is Solid Foundation Ministries with Dr. Pierre Couvert, building solid foundations through sound Bible teaching. Good morning and welcome back to Solid Foundation Ministries. This morning I want to talk about why the Word of God is important. The most important principle of Baptist is that our final authority is the Bible. I want to look at why it's important and why we need to have it today. Jesus spoke to this issue when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If we are to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, we must uh, have it in its purity, and we must know what it says. When we read Jeremiah chapter 23, which is where our message is going to come from today, we can see that we live in times that are not much different than the times which uh, Jeremiah lived. Jeremiah had a broken heart. In Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 9 it says, Mine heart within, within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, and like a man whom wine hath overcome, because of the Lord, and because of the words of his holiness. His heart was broken because of the prophets, that is, the preachers of his day. They had compromised, they had turned their back on the word of God. He was so upset that it's as if he was drunk. He, he was shaking in his bones, all the way to the bones, shaking uh, with, with uh, a broken heart. And he desired to see a change. They had abandoned the Lord and the holiness of his word. You know, you cannot walk with the Lord apart from his word. His word is holy and pure and trustworthy. We must make sure that we have the pure word of God if we're going to walk with him. The results that we see of the fact that they had stopped following God is found in verse 10. It says, The land is full of adulterers, for because of swearing the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up. Their course is evil. Their force is not right. The fact that they had stopped following the word of, of God caused the land to be full of wickedness. Sounds a lot like the land we live in today. America was founded on biblical principles, and we've turned our back on God, and then we wonder why uh, our land is, is in the situation it's in. The land mourns the good times of the past. Sometimes us older people talk about the way things used to be, but the way they, things used to be was a lot better than they are today. People are mourning because we don't have peace. We don't have peace because we rejected the Prince of Peace. They're mourning because they don't have safety. We don't have safety because, again, turned our back on God and he's lifted his hand of protection off of us. We don't have security because we have turned away from the one who gives us security. It, it says that even the fields of the country are losing their appeal. Folks, our youth are afraid to go outside almost. I mean, in the big cities they are because you can get shot. But even in, in areas like where we live, where we don't have the, the same kind of violence in the streets that they have in the big cities, our young people are more interested in playing video games than they are in getting outside. The outside has lost its appeal. It's, it's, it's not what it used to be in the minds of people. Uh, I live on a 
fairly busy street. My house sits back quite a ways, and that's nice. But I live on a fairly busy street, and the young people today have no respect for outdoors. I have to go and clean the trash, the the, uh, the Coke cups and beer cans and everything else out of my front yard on a regular basis because the outdoors has lost its appeal, and, and nobody cares about it anymore, except to say that you've got to be careful you don't pollute it while they go around polluting it all the time. The whole land is on the wrong course. We're not headed in the right direction. We've turned away from the path that God would desire our nation to follow, and we've turned away from the path as personal uh, individuals and turned away from following God's, uh, God's way. And folks, I'm not talking about the lost world out there. I'm talking about those who claim to be Christians were not following the scriptures. And when this happens in a nation and we turn our back on God, the nation loses its strength, our force. We have no more strength to do the things we're supposed to do. Listen to what it says in verse 11. For the prophet and the priest are profane. Yea, in my house I have found wickedness, saith the Lord. The preachers of Jeremiah's day had lost their moral compass, and that's what's happened in America. I mean, we have so many supposedly Bible-believing preachers that get caught in sin. Or we have uh, preachers who will not stand up against sin and who, who allow their people to do things that not that many years ago would have gotten people kicked out of the church. Uh, the immodesty that we see in churches and everything else, the, the preachers no longer preach righteousness because they're afraid they're going to offend somebody. Why are they so afraid they're going to offend somebody? They're not in it for the ministry's sake and to serve God. They're in it for their own profit. And they're afraid that if they offend somebody, that that somebody will leave the church and they may be a good tither. Uh, they may be somebody who's involved in the church. And folks, let me tell you something. Tithing, being involved in the church, doesn't guarantee that a person is saved. Just look at Matthew chapter 7. And in verse uh, 13, Jeremiah saw the foolishness of the, pa of the preachers of his day. It says, And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused my people to err. Folks, preachers are so afraid that they're going to offend somebody that they're not afraid to go after false gods, the god of enjoyment and entertainment. Uh, churches today have become entertainment centers, rock and roll centers, like they're having some sort of a of a, a Woodstock festival or something like that with lights and things instead of preaching the word of God. And that is following a false god. Whether you see it that way or not, that's what it is. It's the god of personal pleasure. Baal, among other things, was a, a god of sexual pleasure, sexual perversion, and uh, getting involved in sex. And today, uh, we think that you shouldn't get married until you've lived together for a while. Uh, we think that teenagers should be expected to go out and have sex with their boyfriends and their girlfriends uh, long before they're mature enough to handle it. And we just let these things go. And it doesn't seem to bother us at all what's going on. Uh, these false preachers were leading the people astray and teaching them that we're not required to live a holy life. In my devotions this morning, I was reading in Romans chapter 6, and it talks about we're not under law, we're under grace. And they'll use that scripture 
to, to try and say, see, we can do whatever we want because we're under grace. Read it in its context. It's saying we're not to be servants of sin. We're not to be going after sin. We're to be living holy lives. And the reason is, is because we're not under the law. We're not condemned by the law anymore as Christians. We're under God's grace. And because we're under God's grace, we should show our changed lives in uh, living holy lives in spite of the fact that uh, uh, the preachers are out there saying we don't have to. God's word tells us we are to be a holy people separate from the world and different. But our preachers are telling us that it doesn't matter that we can live pretty much the way we want to. Listen to what verse 14 says, as I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem an horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Saddam and as the inhabitants of Gomorrah. The preachers are involved in wickedness themselves, and then we wonder why our people are living in wickedness. They walk in lies. They preach lies to the people, and they live a lie. They say one thing in the pulpit and live another thing in their lives, but they are up there telling our people lies, telling us that uh, God doesn't care if we uh, have tattoos all over the place and if the women dress immodestly. It's it's okay if you are, are out partying all the time instead of uh, living a holy life that's a testimony and draws others to Christ. They told the evildoers that there was no judgment coming from their sin. People live the way they want, and they say, oh, it's okay. Everybody's going to get to heaven anyway. Just listen to preachers like Joel Osteen. But, folks, it's getting into our independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist churches. They have gone what they like to call progressive. But I spell that kind of progressiveness as L-I-B-E-R-A-L. And if you didn't catch the spelling, that's liberal. They're liberals. They've turned their back on the word of God. And that's what's hurting our nation. But Jeremiah saw that in his day. We see it in our in our day. As a result, none of them are turning back from their wickedness. I mean, you, you talk to people that are living worldly lives. I say, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. There's no sign of it in their lives. There should be something different. Uh, Going to church uh, on uh, Sunday last week, uh, Sunday evening service, we saw a bunch of motorcyclists that were supposedly Christians, and they looked like the world, tattoos all over the place, long hair on the men, uh, uh, immodesty on the women on the motorcycles and things like this, and they're saying they're Christians. But a Christian is one who lives a life that brings honor and glory to their master, and they surely don't do that. They look just like the world. It says here that and that's as Jehovah speaking in this verse, by the way. And they say here that they were as Sodom and Gomorrah. And folks, when you look at America and where we're at today, if God does not judge America for the sin in America, then he's going to have to apologize for Sodom and Gomorrah because we're getting just as bad as uh, Sodom and Gomorrah with uh, the LGBTQ and all the other letters you want to throw in there. Uh, Folks, that is an abomination to God, and we ought to be standing up against it. But our preachers in this land are not. I mean, we have churches that claim to be Christian churches that are based around homosexuality in this nation today. Folks, it ought not be that way. 
Now, there are a few who are still willing to stand, but, but uh, we're willing to stand only to a certain point. We're not willing to go out there and take the criticism and the, the harassment that comes from it. I'm glad that here at Victory Baptist Church, we were willing to take a stand that got us kicked out of our meeting place because we were speaking out against the sins of this land. And the liberals didn't like it, and they got us kicked out. Well, we found another place. We need more churches who are willing to stand up and take the flack. Verses 16 and 17 tells us that we should not listen to these false preachers. And here's what they have to say. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me, the Lord hath said, ye shall have peace. And they say every one that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Now, folks, that's a sad situation when the preachers are standing up saying this, and this is kind of a repetition of what I've already said, but Jehovah is speaking. He says they make the people vain. They lead them to follow their own lusts, and it's a life of emptiness. Have you ever noticed that the more you follow the things of the world, the more unhappy you are? Oh, you get a little bit of happiness for a moment, but then you have to have more and more of what it is that gave you that moment of happiness because it gets old and you just have to go deeper and deeper into your sin. You know, folks, real joy, which is more important than happiness, comes from following God and doing what he says and not following after the world. But they live a life of that, that's empty, that has no real value, and that's why they're always seeking things. Why do you think people drink and take drugs so much in the, in uh, the world today? It's because there's, their life is empty empty and they're hurting and they're looking for something to dull the pain. Instead of turning to Christ and learning the correct way, they're covering it up with uh, drugs and and things like this. And folks, uh, these preachers are speaking from their own hearts. They're not speaking from the mouth of God. They're not preaching from the Word of God. Why do you think that preachers use so many different Bible versions and go find the Bible version that says what they want it to say instead of uh, sticking with one version even if it wasn't the King James, but I believe it should be the King James, but even if it wasn't, sticking with one version and whatever it says, that's the final authority. But no, they're looking for things that'll say what they want it to say because they're speaking from their own hearts. They're not following God's principles. They tell the wicked that despise God that there's no coming judgment. They tell things like, everybody's going to make it to heaven. I know I'm being redundant and repeating myself here, but that's the way our nation has become, and that's what Jeremiah saw in verse 21. It says, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. Folks, these are people who are out there uh, not called of God and trying to make uh, a living, and that's what I'm what I mean here, a living, trying to live their lives and and take advantage of the people and say they're following God. But read um, Matthew chapter 7, and you'll see there were those who were out doing all these things and doing it in the name of the Lord, and Jesus ended up telling telling them, I never knew you. We have a lot of preachers like that out there preaching in the name of Christ, but not following the principles of Christ. Folks, this is why we need the Word of God, so we can test these people. Uh, In verses 
30 and uh, and 32 it, it says therefore behold i am against the prophet saith the lord that steal my words every one from his neighbor behold i am against the prophet saith the lord that use their tongues and say he saith behold i am against them that prophesy false dreams saith the lord and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by the, their lightness and yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit uh, this people at all, saith the Lord. Uh, there's a lot in that passage of scripture that I just read, and uh, Jeremiah is against these preachers. Why? Because they have stolen or kept his words from the people. They've twisted them so they don't mean what they, uh, what they say. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. When you read a passage of scripture, you say, what does this mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means what it says. Don't try and force other meanings into it, but they do that. They're stealing it from the people. Uh, they prophesy false dreams. There's a, a, a broadcast out there on the on the radio and on TV and, and everything. I used to listen to it years ago when I was driving and learned an awful lot about false preachers and doing that, but it's called the Prophecy Club. And I went to their website when I was preparing this message to see if they were still doing the same things they used to do when I used to drive all the time and I used to listen to them. And folks, they got a ton of videos on their website of dreams that they've had. Only thing is this, you can't watch any of the videos unless you pay them money. What's their purpose? Is it to tell us what's going on and what God's told them, or is it to make money? And they come up with all these false dreams. And I'm not saying they're not sincere, but I am saying uh, they're, they're false preachers. Uh, they cause the people to err because of their lies. Uh, we can do what we want. There's no need to be holy. There will be no consequences for sin because God loves you. And isn't that the mantra today? Isn't that considered the number one attribute of God is that God is a loving God? No, God's number one attribute is God is holy. All of his other attributes are controlled by the fact that he is holy, which means he's totally separate from sin, cannot allow sin in his presence. And we're going to find a lot of people wake up uh, in the wrong place when they die. They don't take the things of God seriously. It talks about their lightness. It's, it's not serious to them. Uh, God did not send them nor command them uh, to preach what they preach. While they may profit in the short term, in the long term, they will not profit. They may have some financial gains or some prestige gains and things because of what they're doing, but in the long run, they will not profit. I skipped over two verses that are very important, verses 18 and, and uh, uh, 22, and they tell us why God's word is important. Uh, in eight, verse 18 it says, For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord, and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? And then in verse 22 it says, But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from their evil doings. Folks, it's important that we understand that it's because they've gotten away from the word of God and not stood in God's counsel that we have the problems we have today. The questions in this uh, 
in verse 18 uh, imply that there are few, if any, who are standing in God's counsel. The question to us is, will we stand in the counsel of God's word or will we stand in our own uh way of looking at things. Folks, we love the Word of God as long as it says what we want it to say. But if we want God's blessings, we're going to have to stand in God's uh, counsel and do what He says and live according to His principles. In verse 22, which I just read to you, it says, if they had stood in His counsel, if they had preached His Word to the people, the people would have turned from their evil and the land would not have been in the trouble it's in. If preachers had the courage to stand up like they did at the time when America was founded, if they would stand up and preach the word of God in its pureness and its of uh, the whole counsel of God, if they would do that, the people would turn back. <clears throat> people are looking for something to guide their lives. They're being brainwashed in schools and they want something else. But they would have had God's blessing rather than his wrath. And the same is true for our nation. If we want God's blessings rather than his wrath, then we need to turn back to his principles which this nation was founded upon. And I'm being a little bit repetitive in this message because it's so important that we understand that the reason we have the problems we have in America today is because we have gotten away from God's word. And that's why God's word is so important today. It's important that we uh, turn back to it. As Christians, it all starts with us. The world's not going to turn to the Word of God unless they see that the Word of God has made a difference in our lives. In verses 28 and 29, we learn that God has expectations for his preachers. It says, the prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord? And like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? The preachers need to get back to doing what's right. But, you know, today God doesn't normally speak to us through dreams. He can if he wants to, but he does not. But if he does speak to us in dreams, they must agree 100% with what is already uh, revealed in the Word of God. One of the tests of a prophet is that his prophecies, the things that he has in visions or dreams or whatever he may get them from, does it agree with what the prophets that went before him says? Does it agree with the Word of God? They have his Word. They have the Bible. They have everything God wants us to know. There's no new revelation coming down today, but they are to speak it faithfully. That's the key word. One of the biggest problems today in Christianity and in our nation altogether is there's a lack of faithfulness. It says, what is the chaff to the wheat? Well, the chaff is the refuge or the waste. It's that part that you throw away. To the wheat, it is nothing. It is just to be thrown out. And we need to understand that all of this junk that's being preached today and written about in books and other things and all over the place, all this junk needs to be thrown out and we need to get back to the wheat, the word of God, and follow the solid stuff. 
we sift the chaff from the wheat by testing it with the Word of God. Everything must be tested by the Word of God. That's why it's so important that we have the Word of God. We need to remember that the Word of God is the judge of all things. It says that it's like a fire that judges men's work at the judgment seat of Christ. Do you realize, Christian, that one day you're going to stand before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ. Your salvation is secure. You will not lose that. But the works that you uh, have done since you were saved are going to be tried. It says, so as by fire. And uh, it tells us that we have different types of works. We have gold, silver, and precious stones. We have wood, hay, and stubble. The wood, hay, and stubble, the works that were not lined up with God's uh, word, those will be burned up and we will lose the reward we have, we will or would have gotten had we followed uh, those principles and and done them the right way and sometimes doing the right thing but doing the, the wrong way is making it wood hay and stubble where it will be burned up we need to do things god's way uh, it's like a hammer that destroys the works of the lost and shows them their guilt before God at the great white throne judgment. And folks, you don't want to be there, but if you are, God's word is going to be the judge and it's going to crush anything they said. The word of God is important because it is the basis upon which all uh, will be judged. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Folks, listen to what it says in that passage of Scripture. It, God's word is quick. That means it's alive. It's powerful. It's sharp. It cuts to the quick. It gets right down to the nitty-gritty of it. It, it uh, uh, can divide the soul and the spirit, which are things that we have a hard time determining uh, what they are. Um, it's the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That means it knows what you're thinking, and it knows why you're doing what you're doing, what your intents are. Without the Word of God... We cannot know what God expects of us. In Second uh, Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Parents, it's your job, your responsibility to make sure your children know the, her the, the Holy Scriptures. Anyway, let me continue. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ uh, Jesus. Folks, you cannot be saved apart from the Word of God. The Word of God is absolutely necessary. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And if we're not uh, trusting Christ and following His Word, there's reason to question whether or not we're truly Christians. Like I said earlier, I can't tell if a person is saved or not, but a Christian is a disciple who follows the principles of his Master. And if we're not following the principles, we can't call ourselves Christians, even though it is at least theoretically possible that we may be saved. In uh, Acts chapter 17, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 11, it says, these were more noble than those at Thessalonica in that they received the, the, the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether these things were so. Uh, folks, we need to search the scriptures and check them out. Who was the preacher that they were checking out by the word of God. 
It was the great Apostle Paul. I don't know anybody, humanly speaking, that was more faithful to God and to his word and suffered more for it than the Apostle Paul. Yet they were called more noble because they took what he preached and went to the word of God and and confirmed it. And folks, when your preacher stands up and preach, when this preacher on this radio broadcast preaches, you need to go to the Word of God and check it out by the Word of God. Be noble like the Bereans and make sure it's right. We must search the Word of God for truth. We must believe the Word of God. We must practice the Word of God. We must teach and preach the Word of God if we want God's blessing. Therefore, we must make sure that we have the pure unadulterated Word of God, not some watered-down translation that is used to make the translators and the publishers rich. Folks, new Bible versions, and this is just a closing rant, I guess I would say here, are, are, are translated and published to make money. They want a copyright, and to have a copyright, they must be different, significantly different from every other translation out there. And with something like 120 translations in English that are all different, they can't all be the Word of God. Go to the one that sticks the closest to the received text and the Masoretic Hebrew text, the King James Bible, and stick with it. Then you'll have the pure Word of God. I think it's necessary that we understand how important the Word of God is. You have been listening to Solid Foundation Ministries from Lenore, North Carolina. Dr. Kuvert has 35 years in the ministry as a former missionary and pastor. He is available for revivals and various conferences on missions, Bible, Baptist heritage, and the family. To find out more, go to our website, solidfoundationministries.com, or call 828 828- 244-6505. Remember, the Christian life is not about you. It's about God receiving the glory.